0: And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Now, you've heard a lot about storytelling, and businesses of all sizes have a story to tell, including yours. That's story is very much a part of your company culture, it doesn't matter whether you're a large corporation like IBM or Apple or whether you're a really small company, you have a story and so many companies though fail to tell that story and a lot of times that shows up in the customer relationship. So joining us today is Danielle Berg, she's the owner of Telling Media, a company that helps business leaders create business stories that sell. Before forming Telling Media, Danielle was the Director of Marketing for IBM Interactive, and she later served as Chief Marketing and Corporate Communications Officer for a Global Business and Technology Consultancy. She's also the co-author of an upcoming book called Use the S-Word in Business. Welcome to the show today, Danielle. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, and as I mentioned, we're hearing a lot more about storytelling these days. A lot of people are saying this is what you need to do to market your company. You you tell us that it's beyond marketing, it's beyond branding. Why is that? I mean, why why is it that it's it's you just say it's part of our culture? So, what what is the rationale behind that? Well, you know we believe that and and uh, that storytelling precedes the marketing process, or at least it should precede the marketing process. Let me tell you why so if mm-hmm. you think if, if if you think of your of, of your company's brand story as your foundation that you know that brand story defines who the company is, what they do, what they value and believe, and why somebody should care so mm-hmm. leaders at the top of the business need to define that foundation or that story. And then, and only then, marketing and corporate communications can translate that story into programs and tactics. Now, the problem that a lot of companies run into is that they don't, like you said, they don't have the right story or they don't have a story at all. And then they they end up wasting lots of money on on marketing programs like websites and social media programs, uh, etc., Mm-hmm. Okay, so when we talk about stories, I think all of us are familiar with the stories that we've re- read to our kids, the stories that we tell when we're, you know, at a dinner party, when we're, you know, those, those kinds of stories. So when you talk about your business story, what is it do you mean? What's a business yeah. story? No, good question. So we define a business story quite simply as a narrative that explains how the business kind of overall or an aspect mm-hmm. of the business, like a product or service, satisfies the needs and aspirations of a particular target audience. And mm-hmm. and I would tell you that within any company, um, there are many stories at play. Like I said, uh, 2 seconds ago there's the brand story which communicates why the, what the company does and why somebody should care you know there's a strategy or vision story that the CEO um probably leverages that communicates his or her vision to Wall Street to employees to the media to get buy in There may be exchange initiative stories. So if your company is undergoing a merger or acquisition, there's a story that needs to be told that explains the implication of that change. You know, and then there's product stories, there's recruiting stories if you need to recruit talent, you know, what do you say to attract the best talent to your company? And then, you know, there's customer success stories, which, you know, we all, you know, lots of businesses use those to kind of credentialize the value of their services. So lots of stories are at play at any given time within an organization, and all of these stories need to be created, they need to be told, and they need to be managed. Okay, and, and obviously, the, impro- the appropriate story within the appropriate situation and context uh, is, is what you're going for here. It's not a white, nice, it's all type of thing. And I suppose, I mean, you gave the example of, of the one for Wall Street. I suppose that some of the stories would be designed to uh, maybe tug at the emotional uh, heartstrings of people, maybe maybe the, uh, one of the products that would be a story around them, whereas, you might have a story that uh is much more fact based when you're talking to your shareholders. Would that be correct yeah. well you, just... you you've kind of hit on on a, a a big point that we make when we talk to clients about stories because um you know a lot of times people will ask us you know um you know I always usually get the question, why do business stories typically fail right and yes, and the yes. reason they fail. Is because they are too fact-driven. And so I want you to think about, like, the last time that you may have sat through a new business presentation that was given to you by a company. And I always tell clients, think about the first six slides that that company presents. They'll probably tell you about when they're founded, what products and services they offer for you know what industries they operate in who their clients are and maybe their geographic location right location. so right. We're, we're we're barraging people with a bunch of facts about about our business but the the problem with that is that people do not make a purchase decision based on facts they right. make purchase decisions based on emotion and then they justify it with facts, so I think what's missing from business stories today is that emotional hook that stories provide that drives the purchase process okay. and and so you know to your to your to your point um I, I think you know every story that we tell needs to have that emotional component to it, and then and then we use facts to support it. Okay, and that's so really what we help clients do with each of those different types of stories: is, is identify that emotional hook and the supporting supporting facts that go along with it. Okay, so then let's talk for a minute about types of businesses. I can see how in a B two C environment, when you're selling directly to consumers, how it might be easier to tell a story there. But a B to B business, somebody who's selling copy, well, a, coffee machines to a business, or somebody who's selling consulting services or their legal uh, services. Where does the story come from there? I think that might be a little bit more difficult. Yeah, well, it, it, it may be seemingly so, right? So mm-hmm. we work a lot with B to B companies for this very reason, and and I agree with you. I think B to C companies. Um, in their stories, and I think B2B companies struggle because they they view their v- buyer as being highly rational, right? And when, uh, when they view the buyer as being highly rational, they communicate a story that's based on facts. You know that makes sense. But uh, like I said before, people don't, you know, they buy on emotion and support it with facts. And, you know, and I always get, you know, companies and like, you know, manufacturing clients or engineering clients. I say, oh, we're very factor of an organization. And, you know, we do a lot of customer research when we're actually creating um, company stories, and I can tell you that even in the most fact-driven industries, the purchase driver is always based on emotion, and I'll give you an example because I think this is a great example of what um, you were just asking about. So Mm -hmm. we have a technology client um, that um, develops solutions for the military, right? So think about that. So like, you know, what would be the emotional driver there? Right? So, you know, right. typically this company is communicated, um, you know, and, you know, product specs and, um, that sort of thing in, in their marketing. And, uh, right. so the owner of the business said, you know, this really isn't working. I'm, I'm not getting the revenue growth that I need. You know, so we started, we did a story engagement for him. And we went out and we talked to their customers, um, which are, you know, military organizations. Uh And uh what was fascinating to me in these conversations was that the reason our client is chosen time and again is because of their creativity and how that creativity allows them to put technology solutions in places never before possible like in a tent in the in the middle of the Afghani Desert or on the back right. of Lugby. So here we are talking to military leaders. Military is a very fact-based organization, and they're talking about how creativity empowers mission success. And so this client's story – Became about how their creativity allows the military to be successful. And we all know that, you know, especially with military options, failure is not an option. And it's been a very um, powerful and transformational story for them. Well, and that is a perfect example because you're, you're, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, here, here's an IT company on the one side and here's military on the other side. Very rational, fact driven types of companies uh very very linear uh in many respects and yet you gave a you gave a perfect rationale for why storytelling w- would be very important to the military there because they need somebody to be able to envision how this uh IT equipment is used out in the field under some probably pretty intense and sometimes harsh conditions. So absolutely great great example there. Now in spite of their best efforts Say say a company understands the importance of storytelling and they work to develop a story or, or as we talked about earlier, multiple stories. Yep. Sometimes they're bound to fail though. I mean we, we, we see it from time to time. Something falls flat on its face. And how do you how do you as a company know that it's not working before you get to the point where you've you've run off consumers, you've you've damaged your business. What are the telltale signs? yeah well and and there there are some telltale signs and some of them are pretty simple um you know so like you said you don't kind of fall off the cliff um but some of the things that we see when we when we go into organizations and you know and and, and they're trying to see if they've got a story problem one of the things that we see and this is probably the, the biggest thing i see is uh-huh. that sales people all describe what the company does differently so that's the first thing i love to do when i go into a company is i love to interview the sales people because if sure. you start to have sales that are all describing the company differently i mean you can only imagine what effect that has you know right. you've got you know you've got very different stories being told to prospects and then they're kind of confused about what is what is the value that this company is really providing right. you know when, you, right. when there's no consistency So that is, that's one, that's one symptom. The other symptom we'll see is um, typically is, you know, companies will have stalled business proposals. So Uh uh, proposals will sit sit in limbo for a long time. And and, and this typically happens because without a clear story, you know, consumers can't make an easy, it's not easy for them to make a choice right and and and, and so stall business proposals is is another one uh, okay, website abandonment is another one uh-huh. so companies will sometimes complain that you know you know we've got people you know we're we're driving traffic to our website, but they only stay on the home page for a minute and then they leave. Mm-hmm. And again, if a if a consumer is coming to your website and you're not giving them a good story there about what you do and why it should matter to them, they're going to move on. So that's something right. else that we see. Um, and then, of course, you know, as you get you know further, you know, in terms of gravity, you know, you'll have loss of market share
1: sometimes. Yes. Um, and this is
0: kind of what we saw with JCPenney, um, where you know, JCPenney you know told the told the, their customers a story that completely didn't resonate with them, and then they moved on to other competitors. Um, right. And sometimes you'll see, like, loss of investor confidence. And this is what I think we're, what's happening right now with HP is that, you know, they have not been able to tell a, a compelling story about um, how this turnaround is being executed, and now people are losing faith and confidence in HP. And these are, you know, well-established brands, I should say. Right. Uh, Yes. that are kind of losing so, their way so you know to answer your question some of them are very simple things um like you know like i mentioned and then they kind of escalate in gravity um but you know that those are the kinds of things that we typically see when uh when 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 there's a story problem right and when you were talking about that first one the uh interviewing the different sales so that you can figure out what they're going they're out there telling people and oftentimes you find that within the same company the sales people are telling different stories well it strikes me that particularly in a b to b company where you don't have any kind of a storefront to go to or anything like that, your sales experience with with the salespeople is the experience that you're getting with the company. So imagine going to a McDonald's or going to a Starbucks or going to, uh, you know, a popular retailer where you expect the experience to be the same no matter what location you go into and finding out that in this Starbucks it's one experience and in that Starbucks, Something you don't even recognize from the other one. Uh, I I, assume, I would assume that with that first example that you gave, or that first telltale sign that you gave, that that's what happens, especially in a B two B setting when the salespeople tell different stories about the co- company. No, ab- absolutely, and in fact, um, y- you know, you mentioned at the beginning that I was um, a chief marketing officer for a business and technology consulting firm, and um, and that was when I first came into that job, I did a focus group with all the salespeople, and that was exactly what I found. And I'll tell you, this is not unusual. When, and, oh, I've and it's because we you know we, you know you know sometimes it's referred to as kind of the elevator speech but right. you know we go into a lot of companies where they, they they don't have an elevator speech they have no consistent way to talk about what the company does and again that when when we talk about that elevator speech it can't be fact driven it's right. got to have that emotional appeal and to, and to be able to do that effectively um you know you not only have to you know you know companies not only need to to kind of define the story that they want to tell but they need to align that with what the customer wants and needs from that brand and you know when those two things align that's that's when you've got a story that sells okay so we've talked. We've talked about some of the warning signs that your story's not working. You've talked about an elevator speech that you can get people on board with and what the, the elements are of a good ele- ele- elevator speech, not fact-based, but you provide an emotional connection. What are some of the other things that a company can do to tell a better story? Yeah, well, you know, I always say there's there's three things that, we, you know, when we, when we kind of take, com- you know, companies through the process, you know, the first thing that we like to, you know, we always do is we sit with the CEO of the company uh, and work with them to, def- to clearly define their reason for being. So, you know, we get them to sit down and talk about, you know, like, w- what is this business passionate about? What are your values and goals? What are you striving for? because that reason for being or that why, that's what we call it, you know, the business's why, um, right. that is really the core of their story, because that's that's where you get at the emotional driver that we're looking for. So that's the first thing that we do with them. We get them to define their reason for being. That's the core of the story. Two is then we work with them to find an audience that cares about, you know, why they do what they do, right? So, you know, the typical, you know, traditional wisdom in customer acquisition is, you know, the more people we tell our story to, um, the better. Because then, you know, it'll, it will find some leads among that, right? Right. Uh, but what we're really talking about here is moving more towards like a narrow cast wi- mindset. So we're looking now for customers who share, as, a, who share the same beliefs, values, and goals as, as that company. And because when you do business with customers that share your same beliefs, values, and goals, those are going to be your best customers. But to be able to do that, you need to have a clear story. So when a business is really clear about what they believe in value, they will naturally attract the right customers to them. So that's – go ahead. Yeah, and and, and they'll also be able to charge a higher price, too, because if if the values are aligned, people will buy it in spite of the price absolutely absolutely yes. and then the third thing that we work with you know that we tell companies that they need to do in terms of you know you know telling a good story is that they need to tell it in a way that's remarkable and by that i mean that it needs to be memorable it needs to be compelling in terms of the words and pictures you use to tell the story so the narrative and you know you know we we also work with companies on developing infographics and and visuals to kind of punctuate that story because some people like to read some people like to consume information visually so that story needs to um to be both words and pictures and then lastly it needs to be simple because you sure. want people to be able to easily share your story with others. So, you know, right. we you know, you know, define your reason for being, find an audience that cares about it, and then tell it in a remarkable way. Those are really the three key tenets. You know, one of the things is you describe the three tenets that is not in there that I hear so many companies trying to build into their stories or, you know, whether they're trying to create a story or not, they are and that is urgency. And a lot of times the urgency that they try to build into their message is actually off-putting to the customer or the prospect. But if you have the elements that you described, the urgency is more organic. But it sounds to me like if you create a compelling um, – if, if those three elements are compelling in your story, then they're, they are going to feel like they they want to buy right now or yeah, soon, either anyway. I, I, Right. I mean, you know, what's what's interesting I I think is um I mean going back to um fact-driven stories. Um the one thing that I I didn't mention before but I think is worth mentioning is um you know, let's go back to the technology example for a second. Um when you communicate on facts and say you're a technology brand, um mm-hmm. the facts between company A, B and C sound remarkably the same, right?
1: We're communicating
0: feeds and speeds. We're communicating, you know, product stacks. And what happens in that case is that, you know, like I said, the consumer gets paralyzed at that point because they don't know how to choose between. Company A, B, and C, because there's no little to no differentiation, and that's really what we see when we go into companies. I mean we just finished a story engagement with a business intelligence firm, and we looked at their story against ten of their competitors, and I couldn't differentiate it between i mean if i you know I, I couldn't differentiate one story from the other and i and i yeah. said to the eo if i can't do that how can your customer do that so right. i but when when you base the sto- when the story is rooted in the in the in the in the firm's reason for being like why did you start the company that's usually something that is very unique to that firm and you know it's something they're very passionate about and when you can create a story around that it's impossible for your competition to replicate it and, sure. and and if that is aligned to the values to what your customers want, you're going to create that pull or that urgency that you're um, that you're referring to. Okay, who owns the storytelling process in the company? You said you sit down with the CEOs and you talk with them. Uh, it's the salespeople out on the street who have to, or in, behind the counter who have to deliver it to the customers. And I would say that even. Even beyond that, it's your collateral. It's your, it, it's the way, um, you, the appearance of your store. It's all of those things are part of your story. So, so who owns all that ultimately? Yeah, we, you know, we we tell clients that the CEO owns the storytelling process, and in fact, we tell our CEO clients that they're al- that they're also the CSO, which is the chief storytelling officer,
1: uh-huh. and and we yeah.
0: say it's the CEO because storytelling is a critical tool for leaders to m- advance their most important management objectives. Now, when I say that, what I mean is, is that the CEO and senior business leaders really need to take an active role in creating and owning the company's stories. But And, they, and you can't delegate that to uh, your marketing department, your corporate communications department, your PR folks or an outside creative agency. Um, Those people can, you know, all those, you know, marketing and corporate communications and PR, they can help you execute it, but leadership needs to define and own it because it's that important. Right. You know, and it strikes me, we have been talking throughout this interview uh, about the external customer and how important the story is to attracting and retaining that customer, but the story I would assume is just as important internally as well that that's what keeps that's what attracts and retains your stellar employees too uh, absolutely and and you know and and so you know uh, you know at the beginning of the year you know a lot of companies will communicate their their vision and strategy and i and I always we you know we tell our clients that you know that employee audience is critical because you need them to buy into your vision yes. and they need to know their role in helping you achieve that that strategy for the year. And and Absolutely. I think a lot of times what we do is you know the same kind of fact driven you know, um, you know, mentality that we use externally. I mean, I I, I remember when you know uh, when you know working in different organizations and 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 the and my executive would come out and give his vision pitch for the year, and it was like 20 PowerPoint slides with all these stacks and figures all over them, and and you leave there going, huh, what's my role in that? You know. What is it that we're really trying to do? And I think, um, so. you know, so the bottom line is you're right. Telling a story internally is equally as important as what we say and how we communicate to the external world. You have a new book coming up. Uh, it, it, I think the working title is Use the S-Word in Business. Uh, when does that do out? At the end of the summer. And it's, um, it's summer. meant to be, Kelly, um, a very practical guide to what a lot of this you know the things that we talked about today. Um it's really, you know, taking companies through what are the typical mistakes that companies um make when they go to tell their stories and how do you create a story that sells um for your business. Okay. Well that will be out then at the end of the summer. And if anybody's interested in purchasing that book when it does come out, or if they just want to find out more about you, your services, what you do, where would they go to find that information, Danielle? www.tellingmediainc.com. All right, that's very easy, tellingmediainc.com. A lot of good information here today, Danielle. Tell a great story yourself. Uh, Thank you for being our guest today, and good luck with the sale of your book. Thanks so much, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Yes.